From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The Alaska State Public Health Emergency Order related to COVID-19 will be rescinded in July. That was the word from the Department of Health and Social Services Commissioner Adam Crum yesterday. House Bill 76, which previously passed in the legislature, dealt with the authority held by Crum in the emergency. Crum says now is the time to rescind the COVID-related orders. With HB 76, one of the limited authorities was that the commissioner for the Department of Health and Social Services, I was able to issue uh, and certify a public health emergency order saying that there is a need for a public health emergency in the state of Alaska at this time. Um, and that will stay in effect until one of two things happens. The federal public health emergency ends or it is rescinded. Uh, what we're announcing today is that the Alaska state public health emergency order is going to be rescinded on July 1st of 2022. Alaska State Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ann Zink recapped what a long two years it has been while dealing with COVID. We've come a long way uh, since really we first heard about this virus and the early repatriation flight. Um, want to thank Alaskans for working incredibly hard for the last couple of years. And we, as your team, both within public health as well as DHSS, and state government as a whole and federal government continue to find ways to support Alaskans' health and well-being, uh, COVID and non-COVID related. We know that COVID is going to be with us probably as long as any of us are here. Um, but at the beginning, we knew very little about this virus. We did not have ways to protect individuals. We didn't have ways to test uh, for this virus. We didn't have vaccines. We didn't have treatments. And we've come an incredibly long way. Zink says Alaska has led the nation in COVID vaccination. Currently, Alaska, you know, has uh, many people vaccinated. Alaska has led the nation uh, for about two months with the highest rates of vaccines. And currently, 72.3% of Alaskans, those five and above, have had at least one vaccine. We anticipate additional ages being eligible for vaccination and we will continue to message as well as get that out. Uh, regulate all of this is not attached to the public health emergency at all. And we'll continue to do that as well as support our health care capacity across the state. Department of Health officials made their remarks during a news conference Monday. A Washington woman has been arrested in Juneau on suspicion of trying to bring drugs into Alaska. On June 4th at about 9.30 p.m., members of the Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs Task Force contacted an airline passenger at the Juneau International Airport who was believed to be carrying narcotics as they traveled from Seattle to Juneau. Here's Juneau Police Lieutenant Craig Campbell. The passenger, 48-year-old Washington resident, Christy Lee Lucintanio, was contacted as she exited the plane. Following the investigation, officers located the following narcotics in Lucintanio's possession. 410 grams of counterfeit oxycodone suspected to contain fentanyl and 55 grams of methamphetamine. The seized narcotics have been estimated street value of approximately $109,100. Lucintanio was placed under arrest and taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center and held on the following charges. Misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a Class A felony, and misconduct involving a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony. General Police Lieutenant Craig Campbell. Tomorrow, the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute will be hosting the Grand Entrance Parade for Celebration 2022. The parade will begin at 5 p.m. at the Elizabeth Paradovich Hall on Willoughby Avenue. The parade will proceed along Willoughby and will end at Centennial Hall by 7.30 p.m. Traffic will be affected on Borier Street, Willoughby Avenue, Whittier Street, Village Street, and West 3rd Street. There are several parking lots located on Willoughby Avenue that will also be affected, including the State Office Building, Department of Environmental Conservation, 
400 Willoughby Avenue building and Fireweed Place parking lots. Access to these lots will be closed off at about 5 p.m. and will reopen at 7.30 p.m. Traffic delays should be expected in this area during the parade. Former legislator and state commissioner Nancy Dahlstrom spoke on her candidacy on the Dunleavy-Dahlstrom ticket while a guest on Action Line. Dahlstrom moved to Alaska 40 years ago. She served as a legislator from 2003 to 2010 and as commissioner of the Alaska Department of Corrections from 2018 to 2022. She said she has been a Republican her whole life. Dulstrom joined in a ticket with incumbent Governor Mike Dunleavy. A key issue the campaign is focusing on is public safety, addressing matters like domestic violence and sexual assault. Other issues include the economy, food security, and affordable housing. Lieutenant Governor in Alaska oversees the division of elections. Dulstrom called on her experience serving in the legislature. I think knowing how that process works is is very important when. Um, you know, we, we need to look at, again, with the responsibilities for lieutenant governor, we have um, responsibilities there for keeping the elections um, safe and full of, you know, integrity. And I think that oftentimes working with the legislature, we will be able to maybe tighten up some regulations or rules or have the opportunity to have a platform to um to talk with Alaskans about how the process works. Dahlstrom expressed concern with the automatic permanent fund dividend voter registration program and desires to see the program be examined by the legislature. A new beginner disc golf course at the Treadwell Trail is in the works in Juneau. The aim is to build a temporary course to provide beginners easy holes to feel comfortable playing. We spoke with Shannon Crosley, the communication director for the Juneau Disc Golf Club, who is heading up the effort. So the Treadwell Temporary Pitch and Putt Golf Course is meant to be kind of a beginner's golf course. So people can throw from pin that is about 100 to 150 feet away. And we call it a pitch and putt because it's not a full-size golf course. It's a lot shorter hold. Grosley said that it will be temporary to test if a disc golf course and trails can coexist. We wanted to create a temporary course to test out an idea that disc golf and walking trails can coexist in the same area. We're hoping to use the trail system to move elderly people and people with strollers and people with mobility problems through the course easier. So when we were looking for a place for a temporary course, we were looking for a well-established trail. And so that's what led to Treadwell. It is, and we've designed the course so any frisbee is being thrown away from the major walking trails, so it's still safe but accessible. The Disc Golf Club held an on-site public meeting on the proposed course recently, and this week they will be attending the Parks and Recreation Advisory Committee's meeting to present the plan. Crosley said after the meeting they will move to work on the course and have it be ready by July 1st. After PRAC, we have about 20 to 30 volunteers that are available immediately to start installing the course. And that merely means placing five-gallon baskets into the ground so it deters theft and then marking out tee pads with temporary means. And we can use branches or flags or tape, you know, strung up in trees used as indicators. We're not 
proposing to change the Treadwell walking trails more than a year's worth of vegetation. We also want to clear away some of the branches that are uh, making it harder to see. Nothing too invasive, but we would like to install the course by July 1st. Crossley stressed that this is a temporary course and what they install can be removed in September. Crossley said they've taught K-12 students how to play disc golf in the schools in the 2021-22 school year and will continue to do so. Disc golfer Jacob Korsted expressed concern with the proposal. Most courses that you see around the country are designed um, either to be treated like a golf course where they're in their own area or um, to be off of a main trail system, pointed and directed away from that trail system so as not to conflict with other trail users. This is a, a course that is proposed um, to largely take place between two of the most popular or most uh, trafficked uh, uh, trails in the Juneau area. Corstead said it may displace people from using the trail. I think what's going to happen here is at a, at a minimum, it's going to displace people from using the trail that use it now. Um, I don't think, um, you know, in, in, in that sense, then there can be coexistence because those people are just going to go away <laughs> um, and, and, you know, be replaced with disc golfers. I think that a happy medium can be accomplished. Um, I don't think that it can be accomplished in the zone between the upper and lower trails. I think that that is just far too heavily trafficked. The proposed map will be taken up during the Parks and Recreation meeting set for tonight at 5.30 p.m. via Zoom. The average home sale price in Alaska rose 8.9% last year, driven by high demand and low inventory. A report from the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development said the average home price was a record $388,648 in 2021. The Anchorage Daily News reports Ketchikan, where the average price was nearly $440,000, had a 16% increase, which was the largest increase in the state. The most expensive place to buy home in Alaska is the capital of Juneau, where the average price was $475,000. In Anchorage, the state's largest city, the average price for a home was just over $436,000. The Auk Rock Side Stage Music Fest is coming back to Juneau this week. The multi-day event will be held tomorrow through the 11th at the Crystal Saloon in downtown. Stephen Blanchett is the organizer of the event. He spoke about it on Capital Chat. You know, we had Auk Rock kick off November 5th, 6th last year. It was the inaugural event. Um, we had 14 groups coming in from all over, um, you know, Indian country and, and uh, even international groups. So Auk uh, Rock is, is, you know, set to be... Um, you know, biannual kind of uh, you know, festival, indigenous music festival to be on the opposite um, years of celebration. Uh, but we also want to keep um, we want to keep it in people's minds, you know. And so with celebration happening this this week, uh, we thought it would be an excellent chance for us to just um, do a fundraiser for for Auk Rock for 2023. And Blanchett explained what the festival is really all about. An indigenous 
all indigenous music festival, indigenous led, um, and indigenous focused, talking about the arts. Um, I mean, it's, there's, you know, I've been in this music industry for nearly 30 years with my band and, um, it, it was just kind of discouraging to just like not have a venue for, for us. And so, uh, you know, we've been to festivals, you know, in, in, there's some in Canada, the closest ones are in Canada. You know, there's, there's some even in Europe, you know, it's like Europe, (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy. And there's so many talented indigenous musicians out there. And I feel like because of TikTok and everything like that, they're really starting to make a name for themselves and get recognized in ways that they hadn't before. Never miss a story or a newscast at KEINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.